So you're a former Invisalign wearer, Trish, correct? Yes, indeed. I went through my Invisalign journey about eight years ago. And what a good model you are for it. You've great gnashers. I'm currently on my own Invisalign journey with David McConville Orthodontics. And it's gotten quite high tech nowadays. You use an app and all, don't you? Where are they based? Yeah, it's so handy. So David McConville is based in Sligo and then they're in Donegal Town on Fridays. But I rarely have to visit the practice because I have the dental monitoring app that attaches to my phone and sends scans to David and the team every week. Oh, now that's cool. That sounds like a great process and they can check on your teeth virtually and it will be well worth it. Take it from me. Yeah, I love your teeth. Um, I'm really looking forward to my results. I've always been so self-conscious of mine. Like I'd never smile in, with teeth in photos or anything before now. Yeah, it's such a personal thing. I found I was so much more confident in general afterwards. And should I take such great care of my teeth since? Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I'll be sure to post some before and afters on our Instagram whenever I'm done. Uh, you can find out more about Invisalign with David McConville by visiting davidmcconvilleorthodontics.ie and you can also find them on social media at David McConville Orthodontics. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of No Other Crack Pod. Hello there. Now, just to clarify, <laughs> there's been a lot of new listeners and I was chatting to people during the week. The name of the podcast is No Other Crack? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no Other Crack? Saying, I was listening to the podcast. What's the crack? I was listening to the podcast. No more crack. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say nothing because... When we first started recording, remember I ordered mm-hmm. the the bottle of the craft, craft cocktails, cocktails and you can personalize the bottle. And I was like, oh, we'll get one now for our first. It was our first or second episode. Yeah. And I sent it off and I, I put the wrong name of the podcast on it. What did you put on it? I put yeah. on No More Crack. No More Crack. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was beautiful. That margarita bottle. That was. We'll get another bottle now with the right name on it. Yeah, now that we we're should. in the swing of things. Like well, whenever 35. Darren's finished Lent. Oh, yes. Darren, fair play to you. Mm-hmm. Darren's off drink for Lent, so. <laughs> or maybe forever. Are you off anything? <laughs> Am I off anything for yeah. Lent? No, I'm so virtuous anyway. There's nothing yeah. much I could do. <laughs> well, no, I don't I'm know. I'm glad you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell could I go off? You can go on something. A darn chocolate. Crisps. Crisps, yeah, I could go off crisps, to be fair. You could go off social media. TikTok. Go off TikTok. No, no way. Anyway, we're halfway through Lent, so Mm. there's no point thinking about it now. Plan for next year. Yeah, but no, just it's just like, you know, those things at school. Or whenever you're young, what are you going off? School. (laughs) Sausages. I'm going off work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm land of five. Did you say sausages? Who says that, Brona or somebody used to say that because they didn't like sausages anyway. You know, that kind of thing. Cute enough. Yeah. But yeah, just to, to clarify, it's it's no other crack podcast. Question mark. Because the whole joke of it is, is that we chat about a load of crack and then we'll still ask each other, 
No, no other crack. crack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's good to confirm that. Yes, I just thought I'd clarify. I have one fact check. So when I first mentioned, remember before the Murdoch murders yes. came on Netflix? Well, I'm saying Murdoch murders now because I was calling it the Murda mm. murders. It's, it's spelt M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. Mm-hmm. But then I've been listening to podcasts and that since and they say... It's Murdoch. 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 All right, okay. It's an interesting yeah. spelling of Murdoch. Yes. And so if you've watched the Murdoch murders on Netflix, you'll see the case. Shout out to Brooke, who listens to the pod, and mm-hmm. she was very quick sending me a message saying about the outcome of the case. Oh, right. Hot off on the, the press. Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a good so, one for the true crime fans. Yes. Definitely. Because it was un- unraveling live. <laughs> yeah, it was. Shocking. And I'd say there's a lot more that's going to come out of the story. Mm. You know. But, so did you watch much this week? Um, No, my TV guide will be short. So really all we've watched is Succession Season 3, the previous one. We're re-watching that in anticipation for the new series. You're dedicated. Yeah, it's it's so good. And we just thought one day I oh, will pop on season three again just to see what it's like for rewatching. And it's a great rewatch show. Um, so that's all we've been watching. But I did remember something I'd watched that I probably hadn't mentioned. Um, have you ever seen the Shania Twain documentary on Netflix? No, but I've heard it's very good. Mm. Like I love Shania Twain. Love, love. Um, big fans. She looks amazing. She does. Like I don't even know what age she's at in her maybe late fifties, early sixties. I'm not sure, but um. So there's a really good documentary on. She's fifty seven. Thank you, Jamie. (laughs) Thanks, Jamie. But uh, so her documentary on Netflix is called "Not Just a Girl," um, and it follows from her whole journey since she started performing at eight years old right through to today and her life has been so turbulent um loads of i won't even spoil any of the things that have happened i don't know if you've heard much about her personal life but no like it's a trigger warning it's quite like a lot of it now there's not it's not as bad not as explicit as pamela's but she's had just loads of family tragedy and Mm -hmm. loss and then when she got married, loads of other bad things happened and she's had a hard out life now. But um, just the way her and also her career didn't kick off until she was well into her 20s as well. Considering she was grafting from the age of eight. Yeah. So it's a really good watch. It's Imagine not overly long or anything. She would be like actively performing 50 years when it's her 50th birthday. Isn't that mental? Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. And now she looks brilliant. She does look great. But it's funny because whenever in the 90s and kind of early 2000s, but mainly the 90s, um, the country music scene used to look at her as being like this little, what's the word? For want of a better word, slut. Mainly just because she wore belly tops performing. And in country, that was just a no-no. And then there was all these, like, the Pussycat Dolls and Britney Spears and all these other people were, and Christina Aguilera and the pop music scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very scantily clad, and it's completely acceptable, but in country, you were not supposed to wear, like, hot Get pants that cowboy or hat on you. belly tops or anything like that. Yeah, and she was just, like, really dismissed by the whole scene. They were like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. She wasn't conforming. Like, the video for 
that don't impress me much is just iconic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Amazing. The leopard print. Yeah, the hood. I yeah. love the way it was hooded. Did it have pockets? I would it like probably to did. Because that woman that I was talking about from before, um, Amelia, that does chicken shop date, oh, she yeah. invited Shania on. It was really funny last week. And she, Amelia herself, wore the whole rig from oh, that. Class. And Shania was like, that impresses me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's good. No, but Shania seems to be, she's going on tour now. So she seems to be doing loads of podcasts and media because maybe everything hasn't sold out quite yet. But I'd love to go to her gig. Oh, I'd say it'd be amazing. Yeah. I didn't get tickets at the time, but I don't know if they're sold out or not. Where is she playing? Is she playing she's in playing Dublin? In Dublin, like, yeah. Where are the three arena or something? Mm-hmm. Mm. She might be doing a couple of nights, but I must investigate that further. So yeah, that's all my TV guide, really. Well, I had watched, God, I'm going to, sound like a I'm addicted to documentaries but I kind of am <laughs> <laughs> so I watched have you seen it's trending number one now um I just seen today that MH370 the plane that disappeared no so this was remember in 2014 Malaysian mm, airlines mm. that plane kind of went it was heading from heading for Beijing from Kuala Lumpur so it just vanished off the radar um Shortly after takeoff. So in this series, there's three episodes. Cause, so it's kind of like three different theories as to what happens, what mm-hmm. happened. So if you're the kind of person that likes a bit of closure, I would recommend not watching it. Yeah, because they don't still don't know anyway. Yeah, and it's nearly frustrating. It, like, it is so sad when you see the families and how distressed they're and mm-hmm. like them fighting for some information or the government to do something or Malaysian Airlines but in each episode they're going through the theories and you nearly feel at times like she could throw anything out there they're Mm. like some of them are far out like Mm -hmm. but I suppose anything is possible but in the end of she we don't know yeah that's it you get no satisfaction probably from it I nearly wish I didn't watch it Mm. (laughs) but no it is it's shocking like it is shocking well it is interesting and very sad yeah so I had watched that. I hadn't watched very much else. What was I going to say here now? Have you seen, I was nearly, I think I sent it to you. <laughs> I was shocked at the video of Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. So he's doing this like UFC movie with Conor McGregor. Jeez, I didn't recognize him. I know, yeah. <laughs> he's been working out. <laughs> God, he looks great. <laughs> Darn what? I'm just just saying like <laughs> But I didn't actually Daddy. recognize him. Huh? Daddy? Oh, stop it, puppy. <laughs> Father? But um yeah, so he's gonna be in the movie Roadhouse with Conor McGregor. But they seem to be big buddies now. A lot Jeez. of videos. What's he doing hanging about with Son? <laughs> Jake, I mean, like hanging out with Connor. Gotta yeah. love him. Jake's come a long way from Donnie Darko. Yeah. Hasn't he? Um, yeah, he looks so different, I have to say. And what, that was all really, I didn't do much watching, to be honest with you, this week. I'm still painting, so <laughs> will mm. we move on to World Wide Web? Yes. I have plenty of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the World Wide Web, um, oh, I, speaking of daddy, <laughs> did you see this um, TikTok of, it's like, uh, everybody knows Baby Guinness, but have you tried Daddy Guinness? Ah, uh, stop it. Did you see it? No. no. So it was basically people in the UK 
like they're bound to be violently ill. They're taking a pint no. of Tia Maria with a baby Guinness head on it. So that's a daddy Guinness and a, a Guinness pint? pint glass. You couldn't do that. But like they're doing it on they TikTok. Couldn't. They yeah. couldn't. So what percentage is Tia Maria? I know like it's like it started off as a joke because like the girl in the original video, it was a bar that did it. You know, it was just like a bit of crack and it didn't show her drinking all of it. But then, of course, some people decided to emulate it at home. Um, and yeah, they're probably actively giving themselves alcohol poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> so the that's a daddy Guinness. Because <laughs> there's bound to be another way to do it that wouldn't involve having to have a full on sort of liqueur as the base of it. Oh, a daddy Guinness. That's disgusting. Yeah. And like Tia Marie is not really... Like, yeah, it sounds vile. Well, I'll so not be ordering one of them anytime I've soon. I've seen that. I don't mind a baby Guinness, so as shots go. Yeah, baby Guinness is nice, mild. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly like shots, but if I was pushed, a baby Guinness is grand. No, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be a big shot person either. Okay, so um, have you heard of, you know, the whole, these whole NFTs? Yeah. Non-fungible I was going to ask now, where have I seen online that you can have, is it on Instagram now they're doing a whole NFT thing? Oh, are they? That I, you can sell on Instagram? That you can store, you can display your NFTs. I'd seen it this week now and I meant to actually get on to you because I had no idea. Can you summarize what an NFT is? Because I remember when I looked it up at the time, Mm. It's nearly like people This is my understanding of it mm-hmm. So people collect art So this is like collecting memes <laughs> No? Yeah that's a, a way to Not me but like it. Yeah, so It's like digital like, art Yeah that's what it is exactly Like, So it's like okay. a non-fungible token So it's not a tangible physical thing It exists online And then you can take full ownership of it Yes. So like it's transferable from person to person, but it is a digital, it's digital content that you can purchase the ownership of and rights to. So that's what a non-fungible token is. But um, have you read anything about, it was a couple of years ago now, but the um, the most expensive piece NFT that was ever sold and the story behind it. No. So the the dear, the... The dearest one or the one that sold for the most was sold for $69 million US dollars, this NFT. And it was actually um, a kind of a a guy that wanted to learn how to finesse graphic design. Mm -hmm. So he said he'd do a little bit of kind of graphic design on Adobe every day for a few minutes, every single day for Mm -hmm. five years. And it's his artwork that sold for sixty nine million. His like JPEG, basically. I can't. <laughs> so it's like mind. on on March eleventh, twenty twenty one, a piece of artwork that took five thousand mm-hmm. continuous days to create was sold. It was the second most expensive piece of art from a living artist to be sold. So the sale was the biggest testament to the power of daily habits and a good consistent growth mindset. That's what I found most interesting. It was just this person that wanted to upskill by doing something consistently every day. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he's selling a piece of art for $69 million. So uh, 16 years ago in 2007, Mike Winkleman was a struggling artist from South Carolina who got inspired by a concept called drawing per day for a year. 
that another artist had created called Tom Judd. And he said, for any struggling artists to give it a try, because it gets you out of your funk, just create mm-hmm. something every single day. Yes. So Mike saw this as an excellent way to hone his drawing skills. So he issued himself a challenge, create a unique piece of art every day and post it online before 12 p.m. No excuses, no exceptions. He did it on his wedding day. He did it on days that he was deathly ill. He even did it on the days that his two children were born. Um, He dedicated entire years to learning one particular skill, Adobe Illustrator and Cinema 4D. So two applications that he wanted to learn to become better at. Um, For years, the challenge was just a means to continually improve his skills and um, has now nearly 6,000 pieces of art or documented proof of his development over the past 16 years. His first pieces are objectively bad and <laughs> his most recent ones are insanely good and detailed. So it's a bit oh like God. anything. Posting every day gave him the opportunity to create culturally relevant and timely art. And it struck a chord with people because it was so relevant and raw. What he never like expected. Us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, maybe our podcast could become an NFT. Can you uh, do was it was something he never expected to ever sell any of it because it's quite hard to sell a JPEG anyway. Um, but now Mike Winkleman, his online alias is Beeple, B-E-E-P-L-E. So you can look up Beeple online mm-hmm. and see all the different pieces of digital art and the thing that he sold is this massive it's a collage. Um, so it's the best example of someone who put in the work for 5,000 days in a row and his process went from meh to him (laughs) becoming the second um, living artist in history to have sold something for 69 million dollars but like (laughs) who do you know what I want to know the story of who who bought it for 69 million dollars yeah actually I don't know I might have to fact check that if they've indeed even made themselves like as you say it's not tangible it's like you just throw out the JPEG. Like, did they just put it as their wallpaper on their phone, or what did they do? You can screenshot and put it on for free. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, a bit pixelated, <laughs> a little bit maybe. <laughs> you wouldn't get the full five thousand. Yeah, I just it it actually blows my mind. I know it's just such I don't a understand concept. it. Where, where is this hard copies? The paper. <laughs> People have more money than cents, but they obviously see value in collecting these NFTs that are like, the future of artwork. You know that episode of It's All Sunny in Philadelphia where Danny DeVito's, what do you call your man? You know where he wears the wig like see ya? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't. Fun- funk. Something funk, no? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, geez, it's going to wreck my head now. But it's quite funny because he's just going around rating art. <laughs> I know, it's just, it's a mad world. Art critic, yeah, who was it now? I can't remember. Ango Gablot, no, I'm I'm not pronouncing that right now. Ango Glubagian. What does it say, Ango Gabal? I don't remember really, don't remember that episode as clearly as I should. I do remember it, but I can't remember how you pronounce it, but anyway. Yeah, so I just thought that was a good World Wide Web piece. I saw it, I never actually had heard of it before, Um, and I just saw it on LinkedIn, because I follow this guy who's always talking about daily practice or consistency, so Mm -hmm. then people were like, yeah, but we need some 
good examples and he's like okay i'll find you the best example ever like daily pro- that is good like mm-hmm. we're, we're getting good now at the podcast every monday yeah well it's weekly yeah barely mm-hmm. missed a week and 35 weeks really or more but yeah we took two breaks yeah but we're but it just does go to show you it's so important to stay consistent and then you know, he never even thought that it would pay off in that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my two World Wide Web. The only other World Wide Web that I'd seen um, was the drama around Fourth Arc. You know, I'm wearing a Fourth Arc fleece oh, now at the minute. the crack? I, I don't know enough it. about it to comment too much, so it might be something that rolls over to next week, but okay. the creator of the Fourth Arc fleece and apparel brand, Rosie Connolly, is taking another um, brand, or, or uh, people are saying it's done stores, to the high court for copying her fleeces. The teddy fleece. But sure. Fleece. Like, get the hell over yourself. These have been in, in existence since the 80s. Yeah. But sure, Bally have done a range of the teddy fleece. Yeah. Well, teddy fleece is a thing, like, like. You can't copyright a fleece. <laughs> so everyone's like, are you going to go after, like, regatta? What's the story? But she's, so Rosie Connolly, the influencer and creator of the brand, who has done a great job, because mm-hmm. everybody has these. And I They're do lovely, love mine. Yeah. I love them. Um, but I wouldn't say they're super original. And so she is saying that she ordered thousands of units of these and rejected them because they were somebody, the factory was pawning them off on her, but they were men's and they were defective and they weren't the same fit or quality. And she reckons that this other Irish retailer bought those, oh. her rejected ones. And they're not branded the same, obviously. There may be no branding on them. So she feels that they've white-labeled her rejected items and are selling them. And the same kind of colors, like sage and baby pink, that she would use. So, like, her... Yeah, so her solicitors and everyone feel it's valid enough to take to the high court. And I'm like, uh, honestly, I need to read more because I'm thinking... Well, it's great marketing anyway. Yeah. She sells through units because she uses a very interesting marketing technique where she pretends that they're very exclusive and that she only drops them every two months and they sell out quickly. Like she Mm -hmm. could easily buy hundreds of thousands of units if she wanted to, but she makes us all feel the sense of urgency to buy them every two months. And here's me sitting in a new one. Yeah, I was just... (laughs) Did you get a new one? It's lovely. Well, Neve got it for me. It's one of the longer ones. I was because my one got wrecked in the wash. The drawstring fell out. That's right. I might get a long one. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's so comfy. Oh, stop <laughs> it! <laughs> Darren said, "Get one and Duns." I think no, the Duns I are the will shorter. not. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. I'll be drawn on with Tipics, the little fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. Well, is that all your words? That's mine. With? Yeah, that's the drama. I don't really know. I have a load of stuff, but I spotted this thing on the topic of clothes. So it was someone I follow on Instagram had shared it. So it's called the product is called Another Day Bioactive Freshener. Mm-hmm. OK. And it's basically what they're kind of saying it is, is a dry shampoo for your clothes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So you wear your clothes It's like You know this whole fast fashion thing And they're saying like You know Get better pieces And care for them better And that we wash our clothes too mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. But This was put up And they were saying That you can use it Say if you wear a blazer And rather than putting in the Putting the blazer in the wash mm-hmm. 
after wearing it once, just spray it with this. Buy yeah, yeah, yeah. For like coats, to be, stuff would to be, be good. honest, I wouldn't be washing a blazer after wearing it once, oh God, unless no. it was out the whole fo- night long. Like, <laughs> yeah, it depends what kind of night mixing it was. Mixing in odors. Have <laughs> 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 you run to the charcoal grill after, and there's garlic oh, mayo all down the donor kebab? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, well that'd be handy. Yeah, so there's a lot of people now, and you just so it instantly cleans fabrics, eliminates odors, dry wash without water. So handy. Um, it's actually a side note. There's on the um, label of the fourth arcs. It says hand wash only. What? Because you know the way people are giving out that they the quality goes See, good from you wash them too much. But could it's, you imagine now out with your wooden board scrubbing away? Like, <laughs> I know. I ha- I wouldn't. I don't hand wash anything apart from my silk pillowcase. No, I just put it in for a delicate wash. If it says hand yeah. wash, mm-hmm. maybe that's wrong. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, this stuff. The fragrance on it is eucalyptus and lavender. Oh, lovely. And I don't like the smell of lavender, but I recently got a diffuser from, was it next to an elm? And it was eucalyptus and lavender, which sounds like the most random mix. Mm. But it is lovely. Oh, is it? It smells like a spa, like. Oh, because I love eucalyptus. Yeah, eucalyptus and lavender. I have not until you try it. Yeah, my, I have a friend who used to work in a spa and she hated it that much that she be physically ill when she smells Triggered. lavender. Yeah. So yeah, that was the crack there. I just thought it was interesting. Mm. I suppose people do wash their clothes. Yeah, too often maybe. Some of the item, I don't know. But I just thought it was interesting because it seems like a lot of influencers now are kind of promoting it. So it's called Another Day. Another Day. Mm. Like, well, I'm drowning in laundry at the moment, so I would try that. You'd be going in with the industrial size Another Day. Hosing <laughs> yeah. all your clothes I'll be down. hosing Clara down with it. <laughs> she, she wouldn't get another day from hers anyway, whatever about me. So your recommendation, mm. uh, well, I start off. This is very ironic now that I'm doing this recommendation. But so mm. I think I told you before years ago, I read the book by this Dr. Matthew Walker. Oh, yeah. The guy with the sleep. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to recommend his TED talk that he done on sleep. Mm-hmm. So I've just came off two weeks and nights and I am like a, I'm like a baboon. But his TED talk, <laughs> his TED talk is called Sleep is Your Superpower by Matt Walker. Oh. So I was reading then tips because I, I just, I'm not a great sleeper when I'm on night duty, but it's just, you know, when you're used to getting up early in the morning and mm-hmm. you're in a routine, like. Yeah, night this duty guy, is definitely going to throw you out of whack. Oh, it does. I wouldn't recommend watching this TED talk if you're a bad sleeper because it'll probably scare the. Bejesus out of you. Mm. But some of his um, take-homes, hold on, I'll bring it up here. He's been studying sleep, like sleep is his his thing. So they had done a study in America in one school for the SAT tests. And they rose, this means nothing for me to me, but um, the SAT tests rose from 6.05 to 7.61 after changing the start time from 7.25 to 8.30. Mm. So getting an extra hour in bed. Um, but that's just very interesting, but it would scare you. Yeah, he's actually doing the podcast round again. I wonder, is he promoting something else? Because he's on the diary of a CEO this week. Is he? Yeah. yeah. God, I didn't know that. I must listen. So he says that um, humans are the only species that deprive themselves of sleep. And worldwide, 
two thirds of adults don't get the recommended eight hours of nightly sleep. So on that note, there's some tips here to get your beauty sleep. Get your beauty sleep. So stick to a sleep schedule. Exercise often. Um, don't nap after three p.m. But then the one that I <laughs> should also be a fine thing. I know. Yeah. Uh, don't lie in bed awake. <laughs> Uh, oh, chance would be a fine thing <laughs> <laughs> But it's like I just had visions there Lying in bed The eyes open and like Oh But did you ever see that hack That Mel Robbins Says about the It's like the NASA Hack for getting up If you find it really hard To get up in the morning mm-hmm. You have to pretend You're like a rocket <laughs> And you have to You have to count down It's like the NASA hack So you're like Five Four Three Two And then when you get to one You just shoot up <laughs> I'll try that. Oh my but it goodness. works like. Yeah. But you can't. There's no bargaining. Like you need to do five, four, three, mm-hmm. two, one. But if you get in a habit of doing that. So she does that every day. Mm-hmm. To get out of bed. That's a good wee trick. Five, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah. We would get a good quality of sleep. Oh, I, but like. Just because that's the way our routine is, but we would like we're not bad really. Um, like I would have to get, I get up about an hour, not an hour, but forty five minutes to an hour earlier than the rest of the house, just so I can get a few things done before everybody else gets up during oh, the week. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sleep is a fascinating enough subject. Oh, it is. Like he's all these. We'll share this little fact sheet that he is up. But he's all these from studies. He's like a teenager going to bed at 10 is similar to an adult going to bed at 7.30. Mm. And a teenager waking up at 7 is similar to an adult waking up at 4.30 a.m. So I'm so bad with like figuring out the math here. Does that mean the teenager needs more sleep? Teenagers need so much sleep. So much sleep. Mm. But it's like enthralling. So I would recommend watching the video. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. I've listened to him before. I've never listened watched his TED talk though, but um he's quite interesting there. Yeah. So that's all the crack there. Mm. Um I say after two weeks of massive sleep deprivation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I know sometimes though it's like say for the for the likes of you, there's certain things that he's gonna suggest that you're like, Yeah, well, I work nights, you know, because yeah. he'd talk about maybe that uh, the you shouldn't be doing night work because it messes mm-hmm. with your system and you're mm-hmm. kind of like, well, I have to. And yeah. then also say like new parents who have to wake up every three hours yes. with their child are going to be like, okay, do I, do I just let the child cry <laughs> and try and get my eight Self-soothe. hours? Self-soothe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I suppose if circumstances allow for his tips, they're brilliant to mm-hmm. help you get a good quality of sleep. Um, my recommendations are light again, but oh, we were saying very briefly there how Darren is off alcohol for Lent and we drank this non-alcoholic wine last night. And Dar- Well, Darren's kind of sighing. He didn't rate it that much. He said it was like Ribena. I thought it was lovely. I would happily take that. Now, too. would you know that it was non-alcoholic? Yes. <laughs> you, oh, the sting of it wasn't there, was it? Uh, no. Well, Darren said no. I thought it was quite nice. What was it called? Natura. There's, there's a big zero zero on the label of it. Oh well, that's not making it obvious. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I thought it was just a nice wee thing to sip. I would definitely get it yeah. again because I I could take or leave alcohol anyway. 
Oh, not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but so the the no alcohol like options have really. Oh God, yeah. There's so much expanded. choice now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because we would also take take that low tide by Kinniger. Isn't it low tide? You call it darn. So there's like what point oh five percent. Um, but that's a lovely wee non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beer too. But you don't get it in that many pubs or like you the know name. the Glen Bar have it, don't they? And that's we haven't seen it many other places. Like so, was that's handy for a designated driver or somebody who doesn't really fancy drinking that much alcohol? Too, you would never nice see option. non-alcoholic wine in a place. No, never. Which is they should maybe bring it in. But then I suppose is the interest mass enough? Because it'd be a bit annoying if they opened up a bottle of it and then. Oh, a designated yeah. driver takes one glass and they have to chuck it. Yeah. So I don't know how... It's like any night that I would have been out and had Heineken 0%. Like there's only so much you can drink of it. Mm. You feel stomached. But it's like, why do you not feel stomached when you're loading yourself with beer like pints? Because <laughs> you're buzzed as well <laughs> and you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't get half as stomached on a pint. Mm. Like, mm. So that's one way recommendation if anyone is also doing Lent or whatever else. Um, and then my other is I, I recently repurchased um, the Fit Pink compression leggings. These are the ones I've on me now because my last ones, I couldn't find them for ages. I had like a pair of charcoal Fit Pink compression leggings that I honestly had for like three years and they were so amazing. Like I even wore them when I was pregnant and they snapped back into shape after. <laughs> um and they're just so good. And then I was getting really frustrated because I couldn't find them. And I was like, right, I'm just getting another pair. And I got a black pair. And did you find the other ones I then? I found the other ones oh, then. Geez. But like, they're getting a wee bit shabby anyway. But, um, oh, they're just <laughs> Well, so they've good. gone through a pregnancy, I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> they've been through a lot, much like myself. But, um, no, so like, they're just so good. They're like spanks, basically. Yeah. But I they're not uncomfortable. Before, yeah. I need to get another pair. Yeah, they're good. Like you said, the, my last pair. They'd been through the mill. <laughs> um, and then one last thing. I've not tried this yet, but it's super viral at the minute is the Be Perfect Chroma Foundation. So if anyone's thinking of trying a new foundation, Simone Scribes was recommending this Be Perfect Chroma Foundation and it's pumped full of like vitamin E and hyaluronic oh. acid and it's it looks gorgeous. But it it's um matte. So even though a lot of the ingredients are kind of hydrating, which oh, would lead yeah, you to yeah. believe you that it's be a glowy thing, like. it's matte. Um, okay. so if anyone is in the market to try a new foundation, maybe give that a go and let us know if you liked it. And then I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> so that's all my recommendations. So I have a little bit of, well, it's kind of trivia. Marie, do you know who Mayo and Sukat is? Mayo? Mayo and Sukat. Mayo and Sukat, no. It's Mayo and Sukat day on next Friday. Oh, <laughs> happy Mayo and Sukat day. Yeah. <laughs> That was St. Patrick's real name. <laughs> oh my God, I did see this somewhere, I think. Yeah. Mew and Sukat. Mew and Sukat. Where the hell did they get St. Patrick for, or Paddy Cause, from Because he, he, was, he was becoming a bishop then, so he changed his name to Patrick. Ah. Oh. From Mew and Sukat. That's nuts. Isn't it? <laughs> Mew and Sukat. And I was Googling away. I was like, how do you pronounce that? That was a bit so wild. Crazy. So that was my only uh, oh. bit of trivia. Oh, Maybe yeah. I was told that as a child, you know, when you're told the full story of St. Patrick and you're like, oh, yeah. I know, yeah. Um, it'd be like something that would be in the Irish pub crack book. I know, I know. 
That's a good wee quiz question or a bit of trivia to keep in your back pocket. That's Maywin Sukat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I didn't have trivia, but I was just going to give a, a, an honourable mention to the fact that Pierce Brosnan is in town at the I, minute. I'm shocked at how tall he is. Yeah, in comparison to people you know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, because everyone I locally is getting pictures with him. I would have thought now he would be of average height, but he's he's very tall. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, seeing him beside a few people locally. Did you see the video of him oh. with a little girl? And he's like, did you ever see Mamma Mia? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shot down. <laughs> James Bond, no, nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Pierce Brosnan, Gabriel Byrne, and Helena Bonham Gabriel character Byrne. are all knocking about locally. So there were I didn't know Gabriel Byrne and Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, so Pierce Brosnan and Helena Bonham Carter were in Downings last night and, and yesterday, Byrne. and Gabriel Byrne. They were all in Downings yesterday. In the Harbour Bar last night. They were night. not. Yeah. I know it's crazy, isn't it? And Fisk. Well, they were in Fisk and the Harbour Bar. Pictures they're doing. If I mm-hmm. seen Gabriel Byrne, I think I'd be most shell-shocked, yeah, at Gabriel Byrne. I would be really keen to get a picture with Helena Bonham Carter, like, because she's been in... Fight, is it Helena or Helena? I always thought it was Helena, but maybe it is I always it thought it was Helena. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Darren's just showing Trisha a picture of Pierce Brosnan in the Harbour Bar. It's just... Gabriel Byrne can sit... Oh, right, okay, so sorry, it's Helena, Helena... Can somebody confirm the pronunciation? I thought it was Helena, but anyway. Darren, confirm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how, how did oh, they tag the Harbour Bar in that picture, was it? Uh, somebody, uh, it was on Fisk's uh, Instagram page. Oh, it was on Fisk's Instagram page. Amazing. That's pretty cool. I can't wait to see this actual movie. So the movie that they're filming at the minute is based on the book The Four Letters of Love, a fictional uh, romance novel by an Irish writer. Um, I don't have his name now, but so a lot of the location scouting and filming was done around here. So where we live in Donegal, down in Scarigart, Glen, kind of. And then there was some um, parts shot in Glenvay and Ardra. So it'll be cool when this movie comes out and we could be like, oh, we know where that is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the Rusapena, that wee cottage, you know, that wee cottage beside the Rusapena. Yes. Hotel, so that's cool to have all these A-listers knocking it's about. Amazing. And I saw they were in the Crawley Distillery yesterday too, which reminds me that I really want to go and do the tour. We there. Yeah, we need to go there. Mm-hmm. So Add it to the list. That's all the yeah, crack now. That is all the crack. We shall. Oh, thanks again to our sponsors, David McConville Orthodontics, and chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>